ASI, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. This is episode 29. Just a little warning, disclaimer today. The ASI podcast is marked explicit for a reason, and you will hear it today. ASI is a listener-supported podcast. Um, ASI247.org is the website. Man, this thing's getting on empty again. And, man, the only reason it exists is because of donations from listeners, right? If this has impacted your heart or mind... um, I plead with you to put a few bucks in the gas tank and and keep this thing trucking down the road. Again, ASI247.org. If you don't feel comfortable with giving online, uh, my email address is russ at ASI247.org. I'll send you an address if you want to mail a check, if you feel led to do that, you feel more comfortable doing that. Um, Again, I hate asking for money, but the facts are that that that's what keeps this thing rolling down the road, so to speak. Today's show is going to be pretty intense, so get your seatbelt on, right? You know, uh, forgiveness, I talked about the double life on the last show. Like, we know we ought to forgive, right, ourselves, others. Like, that is, like, I know that. Putting it into practice is a whole nother thing. ASI247.org, whether you use iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, right, it's all right there. So, getting that out of the way, um, why forgiveness? Why would you talk about this in this, uh, right, this is about sexual integrity. This is about folks who struggle with sexual integrity, sexual addiction, pornography addiction. What does forgiveness have to do with that? Um, Again, just to, to, because it bears repeating, um, there's things under the surface, right? Like I, I talk about behavior modification. A lot of 12-step groups or, or places you go, therapies have to do with behavior modification and kind of, you know, watching your thought life or avoiding those kind of friends or, or not watching those kinds of movies or putting this kind of software on your device, right? Your iPad, your phone, your computer. Um, 
But why do we keep returning back to it? Like I was stuck for years and years and years and that had more to do with my heart condition than it had to do with just the behavior on the surface, right? Again, uh, I had an ant problem in my house, right? I, I called, talked to an exterminator friend of mine and he said, you have, you have these little black odorous house ants, Russ. And the problem with those is they have multiple queens. Like you can keep snuffing out the ants that you see on the surface with sprays, right? Squishing them, traps. I would get so frustrated, like they're back again, right? You know, they're, they're, here they are again. And, and he said, it's the queen under the surface that's giving birth to all of the little ants that are crawling up out, right? And you see out on the, right, in your kitchen. They're going to keep coming back, you know? They're going to keep coming back. It's like if you have a yard full of weeds and then you mow your yard, that's going to be great for a while, Right? But then you wait a few weeks and, and boom, the weeds grow back. Um, so that's why I'm talking about this topic today because it's, it's really important. Uh, David Pallison, who is a Christian psychologist, uh, he, teaches, uh, right, he teaches counselors, uh, Christian Counseling Institute. I love this man. He, he's, he's, you know, he's up there with theology and science. He brings the two together, and, and he's, like a, he's like my Yoda, kind of, right? He's <laughs> a teacher. I love this guy. And he'll do these case studies. And, and I heard one, man. I heard one on the radio, and it so impacted my heart that I, uh, I totally, you know, again, scrapped my Halloween episode. I have a whole Halloween episode. Maybe I'll save it for next year. But uh, this, this shook me to the core. Um, because, you know, in Christian circles, we, we talk a lot about forgiveness. And, well, God forgave you. You need to forgive others. And, and, yeah, that's well and good. We do Bible studies and stuff like that. But there's certain things that get lodged in the soul. And it's easier said than done, right? Again, knowing the path and walking the path are two different things. You know, where we're at in our heart and where we're at in our feelings, it's just where we're at, you know. I mean, I sat in Christian groups and in Bible studies, and I'm like, you know what, tell me where you're at. Don't tell me what you should or ought to do. Don't tell me how you know the path. Tell me how you're walking the path. Um, I heard this story, and it about brought me to tears. Um, my heart goes out to this woman. The young woman's... I'm about to play. Uh, her name is Bree, and she uh, has a YouTube channel, right? And she does, like, you know, she does girly stuff. She has a girly stuff YouTube channel. She's an actress. She lives in New Orleans and uh, Narlins, all right, if you're from the South. Um, and she, just, just a beautiful young woman, girly girl type of person, and she did these videos, and and here's, let me give you an example of, of her YouTube channel. Here you go. Hey guys, it's Bree, and this is my September favorites video. We are getting into my favorite time of the year, September, October, November. I love fall. There's just something in the air. 
with fall, you feel new beginnings, and you can actually, my favorite thing, I know it like sounds crazy, but my favorite thing in the world is to wear shorts with long sleeve shirts, because I'm always cold, but my legs don't really get that cold, so I can rock some shorts and just like a long sleeve shirt, or maybe a short sleeve with a hoodie over it. So you get the idea. She, you know, talks about fashion, she talks about hair, she talks about makeup. That's the bulk of her YouTube channel. Until a few days ago when she uploaded this video. Hey guys, it's Brie. This is a very um, different kind of video than what I usually post. And I, if you notice, I have no makeup on. My zombie eyes are in full effect. But um, I feel like it's time and it needs to be said. So I don't know if you know how YouTube works. But um, when someone subscribes to you, if you have your notifications set, it, it tells you, it sends you a little email, you know, girl 7 has subscribed to you. Well, um, just got an email from YouTube saying that the man that raped me for the most of my life subscribed to me. The man that took my virginity robbed me of an innocence has subscribed to me on YouTube and is watching my videos. So, um, I never got to testify in court against this man and I never got to say what it's like, what it feels like being tied up and chained and tortured for hours when you're four years old by your father. My father, Stephen Bressler, molested, tortured, and raped me from the time I was four till I was 13 years old. He tried to kill my mother in front of me many times. One night she laid over my body so he couldn't and he beat her teeth in, took them all out of her mouth. And I watched my mother in a pool of her own blood and then he came after me. And I just laid there as quiet as humanly possible because I thought he would kill me. And the most of my life, I thought he was coming back to kill me. And even at my age, I am still having nightmares that he's coming to kill me, that he's coming back. And I know my mom and my brother have these nightmares too. I got rid of him and I got him out of my life when I was 13 and I haven't seen him since. But today, he subscribed to me on YouTube. I got really good at it. I got really good at pretending I was somewhere else. Stephen Bressler, when you were raping me, my mind went somewhere else. I was in Disney World or I was on a beach.
or on a swing listening to Broadway musical, I was anywhere but you on top of me. And I have turned that into my career. And the fact that you are watching my videos, you and your wife, how did you get someone to marry you? She must be the most horrible person in the world. But here's a little message for you. I don't have to be afraid anymore. Let me show you my weapon collection, Dad. This is for you. I carry guns everywhere I go in case you decide to show up. So uh, let me show you some friends in case you ever, ever try to touch me or my mother or my brother again. You see this one? It has a cute little pink case. Isn't that lovely? I keep this loaded and next to my pillow at night in case you come back. It's loaded and it's ready for you. That's gun number one. I keep this one in my purse. See how tiny and cute it is? It's in my purse. And whenever I walk out of a building, it's there, ready for you. In case you're outside. And here's my, and here's my pink revolver. It says the pink lady on it. Cute, right? It's loaded. Look. It's loaded. Because you're never gonna touch me again. That, I share that with you. And I know there's some of you out there thinking, well, what if this video's fake, Ross? Or what if this woman's just crazy and she wants to get back at her dad? Um, for time reasons, I, I cut a lot out of that. It's about 12 minutes long. The way I learned about this story was from Seattle Talk Radio. And the radio host played this clip, and it just about broke my heart, right? And then he goes into this, well, you know, should this be legal? Should YouTube let people, you know, uh, destroy other people's name on the Internet? And uh, here in the United States, we have a thing called free speech, right? The right to free speech. Um, we can do that. I mean, there's some legality amongst of desecrating the good name of someone if it's a lie. So, let's like Justin Holcomb said, right? My friend from Mars Hill Church, uh, Dr. Justin Holcomb, um, wrote the book, Rid of My Disgrace, with his wife, a book about sexual assault. Um, this guy knows a lot about this topic. And people make up stories like this. It, it, is, it is very, very rare. Um, him and his wife, who have, his wife has heard thousands of stories like this. She's not heard one where somebody made it up. All right. The, the, this, it, it is like lottery winnings rare for someone to make up a story like this. All right. Statistically, yeah, it could be fake, but you could buy a lottery ticket tomorrow and win. Or, you drive your car to work and, and, and die, right? I mean, these are very low odds that those things are going to happen. Let's all keep Bree in our prayers this week if you're thinking about it, right? And maybe even next time you're tempted to look at pornography, think about Bree 
And Brie's not a porn star or in the adult film business or anything like that as an actress. That's not what I was saying. But her story statistically is much like a large number of women in the sex industry. Um, that is the sound of a hurting woman who, who found her voice. You know, at the beginning of the video, like that's the first thing she says. It's, it's time, right? It's time to talk about this. And, and I don't like the way she did it, you know? I mean, that's just in front of everyone. Like, I, I talk about that, that uh, analogy with the, the storefront metaphor, right? Like, every person is kind of like a small business. And, you know, when people come to the business that I work at, right, they come to the counter. Most people come to the counter. They see us. They know us. They know our names in many cases, right? But we don't let them behind the counter, there, there should be a few people that you let behind the counter, right? Bree just let everyone behind the counter. And I think sometimes when you do something like that, the natural reaction is to start to cover it with anger, to cover it with, you know, uh, revengeful pouring out. I, I get that, man. Going through her gun collection as a way to, to feel safe to feel strong, right? This is really hard stuff. And I bring this up because it's a lot of your, your stories out there, right? You notice she said, I, I don't have any makeup on, you know, and she didn't. She, this is, uh, this is a way, right? I mean, it's, uh, just what I know, what I learned about psychology. She's just emotionally naked in front of everyone. And I bring this up because I know that statistically, about 82 to 83% of you listening, people who have unwanted sexual behaviors, right? They don't tie sexual addiction to that because sexual addiction is not a, a you know, a scientific term. 80, 82 to 83% of you have been sexually assaulted. You're a victim of, of childhood sexual assault. Many of you. Uh, for me, this is my story as well. I wrote it off for most of my life as kids messing around. Well, kids get curious with sexuality, Russ. You know, what, what is it? It's not that big a deal. I used to think that. And I coded this thing so many times as that and and I and I but I knew something darker happened right I I, I didn't want to talk about it and I just kind of I just kind of pushed it over there and and I feel this woman's anger right I mean that what really captured me about that video was the anger that comes out of her and and how she's just inside just deep inside pouring out with this kind of real, raw, soul-rotting anger. And she has every right to be angry. So did I, right? God is angry at sin and sinners, all right? Especially, I mean, stuff like this, this is just, God weeps with those who weep. Some of you have, have written off God because you think that, how could a kind, loving God let something like that happen to that little girl? 
I used to think that about myself. I was just a little kid and I was looking for someone to, to, to love me, right? I was looking for some kind of a father figure, someone who would give me some masculine kind of love in my life. And this teenage kid groomed me, tricked me into believing that I fucking liked it, right? And for some of you guys, man, you know, this is tough with guys, especially because women are more, you know, it's really hard on women too. It's not easy on anybody. It is brutal. It is dark. And as a little boy, I got an erection, right? I got an erection and I thought, all right, well, you know, these, this dissonance rises up in your mind and in your heart. And you're thinking, well, I must like it. I must like it because my dick got hard. And then he would say the same things. Well, your dick got hard, you know. You didn't push me away. You were enjoying yourself, you dirty little freak. Dirty little boy. This is some of the stuff that still sends earthquakes through my soul. Still, right? I didn't talk about any of this until I was 35 years old. I'm 44 now. And listen, I know not all of you have suffered through sexual abuse or sexual assault. But a large percentage of you have. And if you haven't, I want you to listen up because somehow, some way, you still built some kind of walls around your heart. And this, this being naked, right? This, this wanting to connect with people without letting your heart be involved. There's something to that. There's something to these big stone walls we build around our hearts and we still need love. We still want to be loved and even if that's just a warm body next to us or an orgasm or being inside someone or someone inside you or whatever it is, you're, you're wanting to be loved. That's what that is, man. And it doesn't get better until you talk about it, until you deal with it, until you break down those freaking walls. Man, I plead with you. There is healing for you. There is hope. It's true. Man, there's a bunch of you out there that are, you know, you need to come to terms with what happened to you. You need to figure out, right, learn some of the lessons that you were taught. Maybe some of the lies that you believe about yourself. Because I, I believed still struggle with believing some pretty heavy lies about myself. And I spent a lot of my life angry like that. I didn't say a word, but I was angry like that. I remember hearing stories about child molesters and going, man, that happened to me and I'm not out there fucking, fucking little kids. These sick fucking bastards. It's kind of hate lodged in my soul. It's how I dealt with it. Uh... The first time I was sexually abused, it was by a babysitter, male. Uh, and the second time was a kid. And then it's this fuzzy, right? This fuzzy fucking kid in my, in my neighborhood. The, the, the memories of that situation are, are, are extremely dark and, and choppy, you know? And I, I, I wish I didn't remember that shit. I'll be honest with you. 
but it's there and I, and I do remember pieces dark pieces um, I was just a little boy you know my, my mom was a single mom trying to make ends meet I was a latchkey kid she worked till six seven o'clock at night I my dad was married this freaking crazy at the time she was very emotionally unstable and abusive I loved my dad I didn't want nothing to do with my stepmom I didn't want to see my dad I didn't want to go to my dad's house on the weekends so I was you know reaching for some kind of male something you know some males fucking something right and if you're that person right if you're that freaking person that's got some proclivity towards having sex with kids man you need to get that solved now all right every fucking second that you touch that kid is is hours of fucking repair it's days of repair it's days of repair that they're gonna have to do to feel even fucking close to whole again. All right? God, fuck. I'm freaking 44 years old. All right? I still deal with this. Um, and it, and it didn't used to, right? I just ignored it for so long. Ignored it. Again, I, I pray that you get help for this. I pray that you do it soon. Um, you, you didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve what happened to you. You, it wasn't your fault, right? You were a little kid. You were sinned against grievously. And you can heal from that, all right? I might not sound like someone who's healed from it, but I've healed from it a lot. I've healed from it a lot. Man, I am not as fucking messed up as I used to be. I'm still a mess, right? I'm still a disaster, but I am not the sick, fucked up, sexual addict guy I was. I praise Jesus for that, man. I don't have enough strength to conquer the porn addiction, right? The prostitutes, all of that freaking chronic masturbation I used to do. It, it, I'm not that guy, man. And, I, and I, there is healing for you, right? Jesus can heal me. God can heal me. He can heal you. The influence that Jesus has been in my life is real, right? This is not just religion, set of do's and don'ts. This is not just, you know, some historical figure in, in the past. It's, it's a real relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The fact that the Creator God became a man and walked and suffered among us it's real and you can build that relationship with him he's after you it's not an accident that you're listening today connect with him talk to him get mad at him if you have to but I pray that you bring him your broken 
jacked up soul and ask him to wrap his arms around you ask him to reveal himself to you ask him to you know I don't know if I believe in you you pray that prayer ask him to reveal himself to you God honors that prayer it's true Uh, you gotta talk to somebody man so concluding this case study on this woman Bree and myself really opening up my story here I want you to realize that forgiveness is both a decision and a process I, I'm not gonna should or ought to on you but I'm gonna encourage you to get help so you can get to the point where you can forgive even that heinous of an act having your heart open to forgiveness getting to the point of forgiveness will right I mean bitter it, it kills that bitterness bug you know that queen ant of bitterness that was lodged in my soul is something that it may take you some counseling to get there but that's really a part of this right there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation like I talked about in the last show just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you're reconciled it takes two to reconcile it takes one to forgive and hear me out forgiveness doesn't mean you just let them get away with it scot-free like you can report this and have the have the law be part of the process of forgiveness because if they're truly repentant they will pay for what they did right there's the laws of the land that help them get help and help you get help as well help protect others from them if they're not willing to get help I did not report and I have to forgive myself for that that's one of those things that you know one of those regrets my wife would put pictures up, you know, around the house of family and stuff like that. And she would put pictures up of me when I was a little kid and I'd take them down. Like, I did not like pictures of myself when I was little. Uh, because of that sick, you know, not forgiving myself because I didn't report. That guy could have said something and stopped a lot of abuse. Not just of myself, but others. You know, so reporting this is an act of forgiveness, not just for you, for them, but also for other victims that it's like addiction. These people need pay for the crime. They need to, to get help. It's kind of ironic. I did the last show on, you know, the spy metaphor and revealing the secret life right and in a week or two after I do that show uh, General Petraeus the head of the CIA here in the United States is is fired for sexual misconduct um, one way or another the walls will come down right being a sexual addict is a sign that you've got big walls around your heart and you have a hard time letting people close to you in great big walls with sensors and motion detectors and guns right lots and lots of guns pink guns large caliber guns guards with revolvers right just big thick walls the walls around our hearts the walls that we put up with our prestige the secrets 
the lies, you know, I mean, it, it eventually all comes down. And, it, and it's a huge blessing for that to come down. That was kind of the point of the last show. Kindness, right? It's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. And sometimes when those things happen, right, we get exposed where we confess or someone catches you. That's God's kindness to us. The cross is God's wrath diverted. The Son of God taking the wrath that we deserved. It, it, it is our permission to heal. It's our permission to heal and, and live out of the darkness. Right? I'm going to leave you with a couple of bumpers. One by Pink Floyd, one by 6AM. I love you guys. I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me. Um, I'll be honest. I've had a hard time keeping my thoughts together this week. You know, uh, this material is hard on me. and um, I love you guys, and I, I pray for you. And I know that a lot of you have been through this. And Ultimately, letting yourself be vulnerable, letting yourself be exposed, living a life that's real and honest and loving and, and before God your Father in heaven in forgiveness and grace because you got no secrets anymore that's the best way to live and sooner or later the walls will come down Jesus takes the penalty that we deserve and through that kindness on the cross he gives us permission to heal. It's through God's kindness that we get the permission to heal. And we have it. We've been given it. It's called grace. I love you guys. I'm leaving you with a couple bumpers. One from Pink Floyd and another one from 6 a.m. Till next week, keep me in your prayers. Um, again, if you could uh, donate to the show, that would keep this thing alive if, if this has helped in any way shape or form please send me a, an email russ at asi247.org if you would like me to read your email on the on the show your story um you know i i could do that i don't tend to read a lot of listener email i talk about it but i don't tend to read it on the show if, if you would like to tell your story man i russ at asi247.org until next time Good morning, the work, your honor. The crown will plainly show the prisoner who now stands before you was caught red-handed showing feelings. Showing feelings of an almost human nature. This will not do. Call the schoolmaster!